Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's good? It's Ozman the Wizard. And Ima. This is not, not another damn podcast. Damn podcast. Presented by our damn self. We have sales. 220. Episode 220. Yes. Right now. Getting up yes, there, getting yes. up there, getting up there. Halfway, about halfway through August right now. So, yeah. Pretty much yeah. summer's pretty, it's the dog days of summer, they call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, down, back to school time for those that um, are, are students. And for those that aren't students, but that are sports fans, is um, the, the beginning of football season. That's how you know the fall is coming. Right. Yeah, if you're a student, it's back to school time. You're not as okay mm-hmm. football season. That's how you know. Okay. And we're getting yeah. some preseason football. Um, so I've seen a little bit of Justin Fields in action. He, he's looked solid so far. So um mm-hmm. I'm the Bears, I'll start the rookie day one, like throw him right into the fire. <laughs> I know they got Andy Dalton, they went out and um got him. So they have options for the quarterback, either go with Fields or Dalton. Um, I throw Fields right into the deep end and see what he <laughs> Because if he, if he struggles, you can always bring Dalton in, the veteran. Right. Like, have that option. But let's just right. see what the rook can do. That's, that's just how I would coach it up. If I go start Dalton because that's just how – that's just the traditional thing to do. Like, yeah, you have to earn your minutes. It's, not, it's nothing given. And Ricky is like – but I'd throw him right in the deep end and see what he got. That's just me. <laughs> I've seen uh, positive stuff about him. Like I didn't watch the game, but um, from what I, I saw – I've, I've, I've is... looked at highlights because I've been uh, – I missed the game. As well, yeah, checking highlights for what I saw from like uh, people, they were saying that he looks looked solid. good. He looks solid. That's what, uh, yeah, that's what the um, my social media posts had been indicating for my friends and stuff. They were like, Oh, yeah, it was like he looked good, he looked good. The rookie looked good. I was like, Okay, I see, throw so him that's encouraging, that's, that's encouraging to see because if he's not ready, you got Dalton, you ain't got to worry about finding a backup. You have one, mm-hmm. like, okay, then now we can run with Dalton and while the rook figures it out, like, but I say throw him game one, week one, <laughs> I put him right in, I start him week one, just want to see what this kid got, that's just all hey, I what you got, what you got. <laughs> Especially, like, you traded a lot to get him, like, to move up in that draft, you gave up a lot, like, play him, <laughs> it's like, you don't want to almost trade that much to, like, sit a guy, like, you, you got to play him, you get me? That much draft capital to get this guy. Like, let's see what mm-hmm. he. That's just my thing. And um, before we, I just wanted to start off with. That. I didn't mean to go on a sports rant. I know <laughs> that shit, but yeah, we gonna come back to sports. Let's put that on the it's show. It's all good. It's all good. So from yesterday, um, was interesting. I know you all did Bud Billiken. Yeah, by the time you guys hear, but then like it was Saturday, but it'd be Monday by the time you guys hear. Yeah, yeah. we go, um, (laughs) we premiere Monday morning, five, right? Yeah, every week. Like, so (laughs) the Butt Billiken came back after not being able to be last year because of COVID. So, this parade has been going on since 1929. So, this is the 92nd Mm -hmm. Butt Billiken parade. I've been to probably over like 35 or so like I've been to a lot 
Uh, my children have been every single year, obviously, minus COVID. And it was just good to just be out there amongst the people. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that crowded because, you know, it was modified. The parade route usually goes from 39th to uh, Washington Park. But it was modified. It started at 45th this year. And they say it was only for this year because of still the pandemic. So they would say it's just modified only for this year. Only for this year. We're just modifying it. I hope they keep I hope they keep their word on that because what they also modify, which you probably don't know because you were out there, is um mm-hmm. is no live broadcast. It's the first time that I can remember I'm not doing a live broadcast because what they're gonna do. Which, like, when I was reading from their website, it would say actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. It's like they um they taped and they're gonna run highlights, it's gonna be like a highlight reel. And it, it didn't even air live, they're gonna run it next Saturday. Next week, yeah, because I saw that they said they're gonna run it next oh, Saturday, right. the highlights. Of like, it. it's been the live broadcast, yeah, because it was on WGN back in the day with Mary. Mm-hmm. All our lives, but then eventually it switched to um Channel ABC. 7, yeah, mm-hmm. with Jim Rose and um Cheryl Burton and them. And you used to have Cheryl a Cheryl Burton. Always wears her green shorts, and then she goes and she jumps some um, double dutch. Like when the double dutch people come out, and she always goes and jumps double dutch with the double dutch ladies. Yep. They always have like a radio person there, like yeah, like Ramonski Love has been up there. Yeah, he was there one year. The, um, one night they had Steve Harvey and Doug Banks were there together one year. It's yeah, like, a radio person. Uh, rest in peace, my girl Trudy. Um, Trudy Williams is out there. Yeah, did the mm-hmm. sideline reporting. So like, it's always been like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had Brad out there one year. One year. <laughs> That's how she was doing the sideline. With, uh, I hope they changed that. I hope that changes. Yeah. Yeah. Because now that you mentioned it, I'm like, yeah, like nobody was really I hope out there. That was I mean, just like, because I... of the shorter route, like that um, no live broadcast. I hope because right. the broadcast is a tradition too for those that um can't make it to the parade. Just click it mm-hmm. on. You know, it's on, it's you watch it on the TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can watch it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But um, didn't air this year, so I hope that was just a one-time thing because of the short route. <laughs> right. yeah, we'll find out next. But it was nice and, though. Uh, uh, another, hopefully, nothing one-time thing as well. To um, uh, we weren't in the prayer. Well, yeah, we you were, guys weren't in it. Yeah, Crawford Broadcasting usually um is deep out there, like all right. Chicago stations. Power one eighty two, power one hundred six, not power one hundred six, Rockford, my bad. <laughs> one hundred six, Soul one hundred six, and um, WYCA, Rejoice one hundred six. Yeah, they usually be out there in the three floats. Yeah, like yeah, they had one vehicle out there this year. Yeah, they had the uh, one hundred six point three truck. I don't know who was driving it. I said I couldn't recognize who was driving it. I wasn't out there, so all I know. And shout out Sierra was out broadcasting in the park, so we did keep our live broadcast. Like TV mm-hmm. didn't broadcast, but radio was out there because um, mm-hmm. Power ninety two always does a live broadcast in Washington Park. Yeah, because mm-hmm. always jump off the um float when we get when we pass in the table. Always jump off and like high five, hug the personality whoever's over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, the homie G Ski was out there one year, and that's I remember that one. So, um, mm-hmm. and today is oh, as we record this, today would have been his birthday. So, happy yeah. heavenly birthday, happy heavenly birthday. So, and, um, mm-hmm. and that's one of my memories of G Ski is hopping off on that route before, yeah, <laughs> had different jocks out there before, and um, G Ski hop on, yeah, mm-hmm. what's up, G Ski, and then get up, yeah, always broadcast live somewhere too, whether it's um, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, I Snapchat it one year, you Snapchat it one year. I've um, done that out there. Mm-hmm. Those memories are coming up with um, Bud Billiken and um, <laughs> all those memories came up on my time. <laughs> so you like um, the hilarity of that shit is like, um, what's, what's funny about that is the shit that we didn't record. I'm like, we're just saying a lot of dumb shit to Bozo, like collectively all the <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ignorant. 
How y'all gonna pick on Bozo? Y'all <laughs> grew up watching Bozo, so it's a, so we just decided the to, grand uh, prize game. I chose Bozo just for no. I think I, I probably started it knowing. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Jumped in on it. <laughs> it was just. But it was. It was just nice just being out there. Um, the mayor was out there. Like she was one of the first people that went by because she was with her group when she was walking. She was like right next to us. Can we look at it? It was like, oh, it's against the mayor. And then, you know, she waved at us and everything. And then um mayor's usually in it every year. Like um Ron was in it when he was mayor and Daly was in it back in mm-hmm. the day when he was mayor. Like the mayor. I saw I saw JB's people, but I didn't see JB out there because I know usually the governor said, but I saw his people. I saw his group marching. I think um back in the day, I want to say Harold Washington, we were little, was out there from he probably was. I, I think probably most of the was. time the mayor is usually mm-hmm. here at the front of that parade, like you said. Mm-hmm. So Cam Fox was out there. Okay. It was a lot. It was a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of um the Chicago people. And then of course some people who were um, you know, I said because elect it's always gonna be elections. Like people it's like, yeah, vote for me, Alderman so-and-so. I'm the so-and-so ward. You know, like they were out handing out their flyers, you know, the different don't forget Alderman. um JB's up for election next year. So yeah, yeah he is. Our early campaign, and yeah, I'm surprised he wasn't out there. <laughs> I guess yeah. it's a little too early. He, uh, he'll probably definitely be out there next summer because that'd be exactly. right in the middle of election season. Then, so mm-hmm. he'll be out there next summer. Yeah, and then we saw Jesse Jackson. So we saw his vehicle ride by. He was sitting. You're not Junior. You know, Junior ain't invited. No, no, not Junior. Yeah, the father, the daddy, disgraced, <laughs> disgraced <laughs> Congressman Jesse Jackson. You won't be seeing him attend. No, any, Senior, the daddy was out there. Senior, yeah. <laughs> I was like, look, Mama is Jesse. And she's like, where am I? Right there. Mama is Jesse. He, regular, <laughs> he rode with Power 182 one year um, on the Bud Billiken float. The year nice. that I wasn't invited. Because <laughs> they left me off one year and um, that sucked, yeah. I went on a rant. I, I went on a radio rant because they had me on the air. That day. Yeah, I remember. And I went on the air and like ranted a little bit about that. And then you never was like uninvited again. <laughs> yeah, that was something. <laughs> Oh, and uh, which oh, I'm lucky I have been fired. <laughs> oh, which McCarthy was out there? Bobby Rush was out there. Bobby, so Bobby Rush is still doing it. He was out there. We're like, damn, Bobby's still doing it. Yeah. You no, know, Congress is almost like being a pope, like getting in Congress. Right. I'm like, damn. You got to really fuck up to now? lose. You got to pull a Jesse Jackson or a Mel Reynolds. You got to really fuck up to lose those jobs. Once you get in Congress, it's pretty much a lifetime job. <laughs> you come in Congress. We Jesse like, Jack- I mean, not Jesse we Jackson. Like, how old is Bobby? Bobby like, Rush, is Bobby I, don't Bobby ever, like I don't ever remember. I don't ever remember Bobby Rush not being in Congress. <laughs> Me neither. Like my whole life, he's been there. My whole life. So yeah. another job that's lifetime. It seems is Secretary of State. Because like, how long Jesse White? Jesse White. I don't even remember Jesse White. Yeah. I remember before when I when I was taking driver's ed, it was um. I think George Ryan, I want to say, was second. Yeah, I was going to say, it said Jim Ryan and George. Yeah, because I remember George. seeing that briefly. Jim ran for governor. Yeah, it was George. Okay, right? that's where it was. And I remember briefly. Jim was former disgraced governor. He was secretary of state when I was um, when I was um, taking driver's ed back in the day. Because I remember. He, um, he became governor. That, that spot was vacant. That's how Jesse got. And I mean, Jesse White got it then. And he's been it ever since. I remember so, um, the damn, people. Damn near 30 years at this point. Probably. I remember like mom getting like, like my mom and dad, like all right, their old stuff. It did say Ryan on there. It's like when the mail would come. But then by the time I got it, then when I got well, my, my license. license has always had right. Jesse White. It's always had Jesse White, my yeah. license. Because he's been. I got my license. I think since 98. So, yeah. So unless yeah, you had a license. I got my license in 98. Yeah. 
yeah. So yeah. I'm sure every driver's license you had had Jesse White on it. Yeah, I remember I mom and dad. I had a George Ryan else. license. Yeah, I, I remember mom and dad having someone else. Yeah, but not me, I'm not me right. ever. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it was just I, I was just really happy. Like the kids looked happy. The of course South Shore Drill Team. They always show out every year. They was killing it. Um, which McCullough killed it. Of course, Jesse White Tumblers, they killed it. They oh, kill it every awesome. year. Shout out um, to them. They were featured on the, um, the Shy recently, Jesse White. Nice. You know, the Shy, they use authentic uh-huh. Chicago. So, so, like, they um they, they were featured in a segment. So, look at Jesse White Tumblers. Okay. B's Angels were out there. They were um holding it down for B, um, who was tragically killed earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Their um, captain. And they were out there repping him. They had their angel wings on and mm-hmm. they were out there doing it big for him. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was just nice just seeing everybody just, you know, try to get back to normal. And, you know, they're like, you know, this is the back to school parade. But Bill King, that's what we don't know. It's the back to school Unofficial um, back yes. to school, kick off to back to school, even though um mm-hmm. school doesn't start till a few weeks after. But that's mm-hmm. the fish you back you back to school mode pretty much. It's like, so it's like good things that happen. Like usually people are out there. They didn't give out as many supplies this year, but normally it's like people giving out school supplies. It was a group that was at the parking lot. It was like a church that was like down the block, like on 49th, I want to say. And they were in the parking lot, get parking lot giving out school supplies. I think they were from Rush Hospital. Cause they said, Yeah, they said we're giving out school supplies to noon. And they're like, if you want to come, you know, come over and get these school supplies. So I mean. That's a that's a great thing that I do love that organizations do do is do like the back to school giveaways and stuff because them supplies be something. <laughs> Try to call it supplies for some people. It can get to be expensive. It can. But it was just so great being out there. I loved just seeing the people and the, you know, you see said, the oh. hustle people out there. You people out there with their grills selling their food. Yeah, you saw people yeah. with the snowball people. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw the candy vendor person have their, their chips and like their candy station set up. So they were out there. The vendors it's like generation, like I said, um, you're there. Your mom is there. Your kids are there. So it's like yeah. generation to generations. And then, of course, like the hustle man with the uh, with the little balloon things. I said I had to get them for my kids. You know, the little inflatable things. And. And even I wasn't out there at the parade, but uh, we hooked up afterwards. And I'll tell you about um, yes. our day afterwards, yeah, because I didn't report on this previously because um, I was, I was, it was all about cheese keys, so I really wasn't talking about. Uh, but a couple weeks back, um, Power One Eighty Two finally released their twenty year anniversary billboards. Like twenty years, the, the, the station has been on. It's crazy. Yeah, wow. I've been there since day one. I'm actually the one who started the station off for those. Flip the switch, yeah. <laughs> Board up on duty. A young Oz man when he still had hair was like on duty. I had braids. I once had luxurious braids. Then I was on duty back then. I started the station off. And um the 20 year billboards, I'm on it. It's my first billboard ever since being at the station. And um, and they've done billboards like since day one, really pretty much. I remember the original billboard featured Doug Banks like standing over the city skyline. It's like, yeah, and, um. And they've done like oh. numerous billboards, like because uh, Doug Banks is the original Morning Man with Power Ninety Two. They've mm-hmm. done billboard campaigns, like um, some with jocks, some without jocks, some with celebrity pics. It's like they've done different types of billboards. Yeah, but um, 
mm-hmm. all throughout, I was left off all of them. <laughs> I was left off every time, but not this time. We put the um, entire staff, um, the current staff that's um, on Power 92. So you see my face, odds, man, yeah, 2 to 5 a.m., Monday through Friday. Yeah, you see me up there. I'm on the on the top row, third from the right. Yeah, so three is my lucky number. Yeah, so <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so we made that definitely, and some idiots. And the, <laughs> and the funny thing that happened was is that you know you took me to see the billboard because you wanted me and the kids and mom to see the billboard after the parade. I said, um, meet me over mm-hmm. over here. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. We so we up. went over and there's one out in and uh, not Dawson and um in Burnham, Burnham. one mm-hmm. out there and um I said meet me over here by this corner uh, Torrance and Dalton Road state that's yeah. one in Dalton Road mm-hmm. is is it state over that way it's state it's state yeah you know yeah the exit is Dalton Road but I guess it becomes but by the time you get over there it's state yeah mm-hmm. so we met you over there and. <laughs> And so, like, I take the kids out, and then they're walking. They're like, okay. And I'm like, look up. What do you see? And then Khalil's looking up, and he's smiling. He's like, Uncle Oz. Uncle Oz. And he's pointing and smiling, saying, it's Uncle Oz. Meanwhile, Ariana said, Ariana's like, why are you on a billboard? Why are you on a billboard? <laughs> it's hilarious. What did she say? That's a perfect example of kids say the darndest things right there. That's a perfect example. I was like, baby. And Khalil was just happy. He was like, hey. He was smiling. He was happy. (laughs) But Ari, she was just like. Mom was proud. She was like, yeah, well, I see. Mom was proud of this. I had to. to, I've never been on one. I had to show this. I got to show my people. And I'm gonna post it. I gotta post it on my social media show. Cause I took a picture of you with the kids. With the kids um, there with you. My girl, my girl Tiffany's saying I'm a superstar now. Like, <laughs> superstar. Superstar. <laughs> superstar. Billboards now. Like, <laughs> but you can check that one out. And they say they're gonna be um all over the south and west side is where so like be on the lookout, see the eyes, man. I wanted to be on Stony Island right there on um by the Skyway. That's a good spot for the billboards. Kind of that's like the high traffic billboard. They usually put like the good billboards, you know what I mean. Another one is 95th um near the um metro, like on um like near Cottage Grove, you know, like oh going. Oh yeah, going, yeah, when you're going. Westbound 95th, like right before Chicago State. It's a nice billboard right there above the track. Right, it is, it is, it is. I like to be driving west on 95th and just see myself like Doug driving, um, what made me think of that? Because Doug's billboard was there. That's what made me think of that one. Because his was that. Of course, you're driving uh, Dan Ryan, 87th, 79th. Anyone right there? Yeah. Dan Ryan. Um, um, you're the one like 85th, I think, on the Dan mm-hmm. Ryan where the old right. lips were. Where the lips. There's a billboard there. <laughs> the lips. Put me there where the lips were. Yeah. <laughs> because everybody remembers the Magic Kiss lips from back lips. in the day. So now um, it's a billboard there in that spot. Yeah. So, so there you go. <laughs> so the congratulations to us. And I, I had to take a picture of me standing in front of my face point. It's like, yep, that's me on the billboard. Go in. Yep. And um, I'm I, I made it. <laughs> I the response that I got, but I got a huge response. So it, shout out to all my people, whether it's um, my peers, family friends students mm-hmm. is like um is co-workers it's like people just showed me a lot of love i got a lot of interaction i'm not gonna read all of it right now because 
there's hundreds of like interactions <laughs> I've had on that. So this but feels good though. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Nice. Yay. 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 Right, you want to move forward? Um serious or let's where we wanna where we wanna go, yeah. <laughs> hmm, what you got? What's serious? Hmm. Mm. Let's see um, what you've got that's serious. Let's start with one we missed. Um, I don't know if the story came up before or after last week, but um a story about um Dr. Dre's daughter. <laughs> Let's start there. That's a hell of a story, yeah. It was kind of like it had started a brewer, and I want to say, but we had already reported, I want to say. It was starting to brew then. It was starting to like be chair chair about it. Yeah. But apparently, mm-hmm. Dr. Dre's daughter, who's damn near 40 years old, by the way, she's not a girl. She's a grown ass woman. She's a grown ass woman saying she's homeless now. She launched a GoFundMe to try to raise fifty thousand dollars. I think the last time I looked at it, it was like like less than four hundred dollars worth of thing. So so people are like miss me with that bullshit kind of like they not yeah ain't nobody trying to hear that shit. And she has four children. Four um, children. but her children are living with relatives. The children are not homeless with her because like she said that she's living in her car. But her children are living with relatives, so her children are not living. Never been married because her name is Latanya Young. She still has her father's last name, unless she married a guy like that, um, <laughs> whose name is Young as well too, or unless she's just going by her maiden name. But um, I assume she's not married. Like I say, yeah, it has never been because mm-hmm. she's still Latanya Young. So four kids, mm-hmm. not married yet. She's living in the car. Says she had to do DoorDash to like make money. It's a Dre um, cut her off last year or something like that. So he was still yeah. giving her money. She was like over 35. Was he still- was still giving her an allowance. Like he was still giving her a monthly allowance. Mm-hmm. I forgot what they said the allowance was, but he was giving her a monthly allowance and he was paying for something. I but said, my kids are staying with friends. They're not living in the car. It's just me. I'm taking odd jobs just to make it now. I got paid $15 an hour as an assembler and a warehouse. I'm just trying to keep my head above water. I've been in debt for a while. Which is like, I mean, I'm not being mean, but I mean, that's a lot of people's story, unfortunately, in America, because a lot of people are hit with debt. Like most Americans do live paycheck to paycheck. Most Americans do live above their means and do rack up a lot of debt. And debt doesn't necessarily have to mean credit card or that you did frivolous. Debt could mean that you took out student loans. Student loans is what's eating a lot of my people. I know student loans. <laughs> a lot of my peers, they talk about these damn student loans. They're like, man, like this. And this that's what we got to change the narrative on that. It's like, stop taking out fucking student loans. You got to change the narrative on that shit. <laughs> it's like, um, why are you taking a hundred thousand dollars loans for a job that's gonna pay forty? It's like what? what, what it's crazy. The, the way that they made it, it's set up for you to. Fa- <laughs> it's set up for you to fail. Like I mean, the way that they put it to you, like they they know what they're doing. Like they keep you in the trap. Like they keep you in the in the k in the um hamster wheel. Like it's stuff that they can do to modify like Congress. You guys can modify, make college more affordable. So people don't have to do that. Make it more affordable. Just saying, it's it's ways you can you can maneuver some numbers. You you pulled out stimulus money. 
<laughs> you pull that out of the air seemingly. So Here's you guys can modify school. You're reading what um Latanya <laughs> um Latanya um young and shit. She's um. Here's what the real. Here's the real story right here. So what Nicole got is what my mom should have got. Basically talking about the the three the three and a half million. That, yeah, the two hundred thousand dollars a month or whatever she's getting. Three hundred thousand, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> whatever she's getting, three hundred. Yeah, whatever. Like it's it adds to about three and a half million a year. Yeah, she's a million. Yeah, she's a millionaire several times over. If she never marries and she just you know what she probably is never going to marry again because why would you give that three million dollars? You a fool if you get that up. <laughs> you get three and a half million dollars for not working a year. Come on now. <laughs> the real thing is like she's just she's mad because um because Nicole is getting all of this money and she wants her cut. Here's the thing. Nicole was married to Dre for like 24 years. Mm-hmm. They did have two children. Mm-hmm. We don't know the circumstances as to why they broke up. Like it is some alleged abuse. The rumors from what out there, but um, we don't know what really happened. Right, we don't know what happened, but they were married to the bottom line. They were married twenty four years. That's a long time to be married to someone. It wasn't like you married someone and then. Latanya's mother, her name is um Lisa Johnson. So um, is I doubt if her and Dre were ever even married. It's like, it's like, unless um. Common law. Let's say the common law thing. Unless you went California back recognizes it. I don't know if I've, I didn't. I didn't bother looking up, but um, I don't think Dre was ever married to this chick. Yeah, common. I think that California might recognize common law. They might, because some states do recognize the common law marriage. Some states we do. do the math. Thirty-eight years ago was um, that was way before Straight Outta Compton came out. Yeah, it's like nineteen eighty. Dre didn't have no money and shit to end basically. Yes, nineteen eighty-three. Yeah. Better the cop that didn't come out to like eighty eight and shit or something like that. It's right, like, like way before that fucking album. That's when he was doing the thing where he was on the record. You know, when he was like the dancer thing. Before like. that, before the fucking um, the um, um, wet wrecking crew. World wrecking crew. I can't say it. World class wrecking crew. Wrecking crew. There you go. I doubt. I don't think that was around in eighty three and shit. It was just a Negro from Compton. No, it was DJ and gigs here and there. <laughs> Little girl and shit. <laughs> so she. But young. my, she but my thing girl. is, so the reason why the allowance even got cut off is because they were saying that Dre had heard her talking shit she about him. Basically, shit about him, and he cut her off in j- last January. And he cut her off. I like, okay, could have been worse too. It was right before the pandemic was about to start. Yeah. Like, okay, you want to talk shit about me? In March, yeah. So. You she got um, she she lost and, his money right when the world was about to shut yeah. down. And my thing is, and here's how I feel about stuff like that. Um, as I said, as we I'm gonna bring this back with the guy's point to his head. You can't uh you can't rely on people's money if you make your own money, as I point to my head. Like it's like if you if you're dependent, as long as you're dependent on somebody, you have to follow their rules and regulations and their guidelines. The second that you step out of their box, you can get cut off. Like, if somebody, I don't get that. I don't understand. Like, I know people who put themselves in these positions. I'm not necessarily talking about her, but I'm talking about people who they rely on a family member or whatever the case may be to take care of them. And then you want to have attitude and be like, well, you can't steal me and I'm grown. And then you want to do all that. And it's like, you're not grown, though. If you're if you have somebody like paying the majority of your bills and footing the bills and taking care of you, you're not you're not self-sufficient. You can't. Uh-huh. You don't have the money to talk shit. You don't, I'm not saying it makes it right, but you know, like you get like people who 
if you're worth like several million dollars and like if you're an asshole or whatever, okay. Like, yeah, you still shouldn't be an asshole because easy come, easy go. It could easily get taken away from you. Mm-hmm. But if you talk this shit and you ain't got a pot to piss in or when to throw it out of, you gotta <laughs> you a gotta eat that nother, humble pie. A whole nother add addition to this conversation, especially in the black community, is about um how long are you um obligated to take care of your grown ass kids? Cause like um mm-hmm. I don't know about in your comment section, but in mine, like a lot of people are acting like just because you have a kid is like you gotta take care of them for the rest of your life, pretty much. It's like I was like, I don't feel sorry for Latanya Young. You're growing, you're 40 years old almost. It's like if mm-hmm. you haven't figured it out by now, that's on you. <laughs> And here's the thing that I feel a $50,000 GoFundMe that's on you. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing that I feel like if you are in a position like Dr. Dre is near billionaire says he's worth like 850 million. So he's worth money several times. Like the fact that he can afford to give his soon to be ex-wife $3 million a year. And it's probably nothing. And it's not going to hurt him because people, hello, people buy beats headphones still. Hello. He's gonna like, make that um, back. It's like me <laughs> having to pay a chick like three, like like th- like three hundred dollars a year, <laughs> like thirty dollars a month or something like that. It's like like him right. paying that three hundred thousand, like me having to pay like a chick like exactly, 30, like nothing. It's like it's not gonna affect you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like my feeling is is that if you are in a position where you're blessed. And you have money on top of money, your kids, your kids, kids, your kids, 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 kids. You got so much money that you build so much legacy, first generational wealth that the next six generations of your family is going to be good. I feel personally with the it's exceptions to every rule. So don't come at me as exceptions. I feel like you shouldn't just give out money because that just. That just some creates codependency. You should not give out money. Which However, he was giving this. I said you should not give out money because you don't want people to become codependent on you. However, you should give opportunity. What I mean by opportunity is, is that okay? I have this. I have this pool here. I'll get you an interview into this company, but you still got to show up at the interview on time. You got to act right. I'm not getting you the job. I'm just giving you a door to walk through. You still have to walk through the door and do shit on your own. How do we know he wasn't doing that? This chick seems useless. No, I'm saying for me. I'm saying this is me. I'm talking about mine. I said this is how, when you were saying what people say, like how how long you should take care of your kids. You I don't go think find that, me to raise 50000 right, I don't think that you should necessarily do that. I, say, I think that you should provide opportunity so people can become self-sufficient so they can build their own legacy. Like I said, if you have a, um, if you have a shortcut for somebody, open up that door, but it's still their responsibility to walk through the door. Within reason, I'm saying if a person is a fuck up and is going mess, like don't do it for that. No, you know, like what I mean, you know what I mean when I say an opportunity, you know what I mean when I say that. But that's what I would say instead of just writing out checks and giving because, like, that just creates codependency and people really don't appreciate it. Like, it's one thing if it's under a certain age, but if you're over 30, you 35, you 40, you shouldn't still be getting allowances at that age. It's me personally. I don't think you should still be getting allowances at 30, 35, 40. It's just, no, I don't think you should. And here's, the mean, line that, um, nobody, <laughs> here's the line that nobody's talking about in this article that um the opening line of this statement, yeah, my kids are staying with friends. Where's these kids' father? Yeah. Hasn't yeah, been that was, father or father is on the father or father. Since we don't have a situation. Yeah, but Where's the yeah. father slash fathers? 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not involved. They stay with friends. The father's not involved in like yeah. See, uh, see, you think it like a DCFS worker. See, this is where I put my DCFS hat on. Because in DCFS, we always say that every child has a father, which which is true. Whether the father is involved, every child, because it takes a sperm and an egg to make a baby. It takes a sperm and an egg. So it's a father. It's a father. So unless the father is deceased, because some people, you may be a single mother by by circumstance like that, where it isn't your, beyond your control. Yeah, I, I was saying it wasn't mentioned whether it was yeah. alive or dead. The father wasn't. Right, dead. but it wasn't even mentioned. <laughs> it said friends. It didn't even mention anything. So if it is a father and he is alive and kicking, he's in his right mind. He's not in jail. He's not a drug addict. He's not a pedophile. He's nothing fucked up then. He needs to be in his kid's life because it takes two to raise a child. It takes two to tangle. That man needs to be in these kids' lives. Plain and simple. If you make a baby, you should not leave somebody to take care of a baby on their own. You should not do that. You need to be there taking care of your kids. I'm getting this from um, Complex. That's where I'm reading all this information from. And um, at the time of this article, where it was made um, out of the 50000 like I said, on the GoFundMe. Um, she raised $385, less than Yikes. Yikes. So, so most people are with me and shit, apparently. They like, fuck out of here. I'm not donating. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> especially during this, especially the um the uh in the climate that we're in now, because a lot of people, it's a lot of people out there who are hardworking people who lost their like maybe maybe um with when COVID happened, the well, when the when their employers saw that, hey, instead of us paying 50 people to do this job, we could have just 10 people work remotely from home and we could just close this office and save us some money. So now you're one of the people who lost your job and you were making good money. So now you got to take a lesser paying job. You have to take a job where you're making half of what you was making on your regular job. Like it's a lot of like those circumstances that's happened with people and people just aren't as giving right now. Some people just aren't because of that circumstance. So, I mean, I guess love to her about, you know, good luck about your little puppy. Good luck. You know, because um, only you ain't even raised four hundred dollars like from this from this article. Like, every, like I don't know when this was printed, but um, that's you trying to raise fifty thousand and you're not even at four hundred yet. Even if you are like the thousand dollar mark now, like you way short of your mark. Yet. I haven't been, I haven't actually seen the GoFundMe. I'm just going by this article I'm reading. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't feel sorry for her. That's so, you growing. I mean, well. she's she's an adult and. Like I said, you made you made your. Like said you got comfortable from that um that Dre money and that Dre money. <laughs> you talk shit about him, yeah, because he this and this and that. Word got back to him. Oh, okay. You now you talk shit okay. down with the shit talking is um you're <laughs> you still talking shit. Say yeah, well he owes me. My mama, she should have got that three hundred thousand. Yeah, the best like, thing yeah, that you still like that three hundred thousand. That would have been your mama's money. You still not. I'm gonna tell that. you the best thing that you could do, honestly, sis. Latanya is her name. Latanya Young. The best thing sis, that you could do, release a tell-all book and then shop your book around. Maybe you might make some money. Well, the book doesn't suck. And you make some money, and shit. Right. Maybe you might make some money with that because people might want to hear the dirty dealings of Dr. Dre. So 
even though we already saw that with Michelle A. She put a whole documentary out about that. But yeah, so maybe it's more just out there. I don't maybe know. Maybe it's more to it. <laughs> we already you have. You can vouch to be like Michelle A. Wasn't along with Dr. Dre and shit. Maybe you maybe can vouch for her. I don't know. Yeah, you can vouch and be like, yeah, Michelle A. It's not exaggerated because he did this to my mom or this and this and that, whatever. You know, you can get your tell-all book and then shop that around with whatever money you make off your GoFundMe. Hopefully, like I said, your book sells, and if it sells, then you can make you some money. Since we're talking, that's the best advice I would say for her. Since we're talking money, let's talk Dennis Schroeder, <laughs> NBA guard, um, former Laker. Now, um, he's been around the league. He was with Atlanta Hawks. He was with the um, OKC Thunder. He's like mm-hmm. traveled around. His last team was with the Lakers this past season, and mm-hmm. um, apparently. It's like mixed reviews, mixed stories about whether like the uh, the extension offer really happened. But apparently, he turned down an extension offer from the Lakers for about for eight over eighty million dollars, and now took an offer with the Celtics, one year, five point nine million. And I'm not saying that's nothing because obviously that's almost six million dollars. That's money to like you and me. But if um, eighty million is like you um. He turned down an extension like last year when the Lakers yeah, allegedly mm-hmm. yeah, allegedly offered you an extension. And how like how long is what? It's either four or five. Years. Four years, four years, eighty. Um, yeah, four years, like eighty plus million mm-hmm. is like what the yeah. number is now. It's like basically what Lonzo Ball ended up getting with the Bulls. So like, like over twenty million, five. like just over twenty million dollars a year. So that's what um, and Schroeder turned that down because allegedly he wanted um a hundred mil. He wanted that like, John Collins money or whatever, like he wanted the hundred. <laughs> so um, he didn't get it though. It's like um, the market decide they they like you can um bet on yourself, but yeah, ultimately the market decides how much you're worth. You might mm-hmm. think you're worth a certain amount, but the market decides. Because hence, Chris Paul turned down his money and he got more. He turned down forty five million, which we he were turned like down forty five million, but Chris <laughs> Paul. Then the the, um, the the Phoenix Sun was like, okay, come on, we're gonna resign hundred, okay. But Chris Paul knew his value because he's like, look, I took this team to the finals. Mm-hmm. This team without me, look at this team before me, and it's, I did the worst team. In the finals. I'd be like if the Pistons made the finals like two years from now, like they are uh, yeah, the finals. <laughs> the worst team in the league. It's like that. <laughs> It can happen that fast. Like you put the right player well, on Chris Paul, team a player like Chris Paul on there. Yeah, you can turn caliber. That down yeah. Huh. It could flip real quick. Two years later, it could flip. You could be from the worst team to be in the finals. That can actually that can happen. It did. That can happen. Once, yeah. With the Cavaliers. It it but they had the number one pick with Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. And um Two years later, they won the title with LeBron. It's like you add LeBron to that team, it's like yeah, LeBron, player like a LeBron or a Chris Paul, is like you elevate a team to let to that um mm-hmm. elite status. And speaking of LeBron, mm-hmm. like yeah, like I went going to my comment sections on Dennis Schroeder, an article about Dennis Schroeder and his contract woes and shit. Because I just um, looked at it, I was like, yeah, the L of the year. <laughs> And of course, like um, because ever, because the whole world revolves around what does LeBron, LeBron have to do with LeBron this? LeBron fucking James somehow. It's like the whole. What does he have to do with? That's what I. Besides the fact that like, he was his former dumb, teammate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop the word right now for the dumb niggas in the comment. It's like that's what it, it's like. Yeah, he he didn't want to play with LeBron. That's why he turned that extension down. I'm pretty so sure. I'm gonna let LeBron mess up my on, bag. I'm pretty sure LeBron wasn't not on Dennis Schroeder's mind when he was he was going through the conversations. LeBron, who's already worth a billion dollars, he's won what four rings? Yeah. LeBron has four rings. 
who's he, making, uh, LeBron is making over like like forty five million dollars. Worth a billion dollars. He became a billionaire while being an active player. First active player ever to reach billionaire status. He got his billion, and he got room to still grow for more. His production company's doing well. He getting his money. He got his rings. I'll rings with an S. Jam. He's in movies. Space Jam <laughs> drop. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure Schroeder wasn't even thinking about y'all are just obsessed with LeBron. That's the thing. That's what you would do as a dumbass. Like you would um you fuck up your money and shit because I'm gonna let him mess up my bag. I'm not fucking my money up for LeBron. How how does that affect LeBron James fucking up? As Antoine Dawson would say, you are so dumb. It's like you you got yeah, that's small minded and petty and obsessed with LeBron. I don't like LeBron. So yeah, I'm gonna turn down this eighty billion and take less. Yeah, that'll show him. Is like, <laughs> I ain't letting nobody mess up my paper. That's not what happened. It's like it's the same. As I say, that um, Laurie Markin is in the situation you get not because he didn't like Zach Levine. No, like Laurie Markin and bet on himself, and it's just he's still he's still unsigned, so he he's in a worse spot than Schroeder right now because at least Schroeder got an offer from the Celtics. Laurie Markin is still unsigned right now. <laughs> And I get it as these players. Like I said, yes, to us, we may think that you're being stingy and being selfish and you should be grateful if somebody offers you 80 million, 90 billion. But if you feel like you can give, if you feel like you're a hundred million dollars status player, why would you take 80? Players in the past have turned down extensions and it worked why out. Why would you do that then? Jimmy Butler did it. He turned down an extension for mm-hmm. like um, around 48 million is when he's with the Bulls. And then um, mm-hmm. he played his ass off that uh, that's his contract year with the Bulls. The Bulls offered him like 90, I think, like, to mm-hmm. keep him around. So, like, yeah, he like doubled his money and shit pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He bet on himself. James Harden did that as well with OKC. They mm-hmm. offered him an extension. He turned it down. They trade him to Houston. He becomes one of the best players in the league and makes over 100 million the very next year. And, they yep. keep, and OKC had offered him something like 40, 45 or something like that. Yeah. And, he, and then when he went to Houston, he signed an extension for like over 100. So, yeah. Once again, another guy who doubled his money. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it can work when you bet on yourself. Just like for marketing and Schroeder. It, didn't it just didn't. Out. I yeah. said, but I get it. I totally get betting on yourself because what kind of person? Well, I know I'm not worth this amount, so I'm not even trying it. What? Of course, people go a low bar. If you say, well, uh, if you go into the negotiate, like you're at a job and a job is trying to get you and they're negotiating your salary. Are you going to start with your lowest offer or are you going to go high? You better go high and see if you can meet in the middle. You better be like, okay, I want this. And they'd be like, well, the most we can do is this. You don't be like, you don't come in and be like, well, I only think I'm worth this amount. No, you don't do that. I mean, I get why people bet on themselves. I get that. I totally get that. Sometimes it work out. Sometimes it don't. Simple as that. Yeah, he I'm still got uh he still got six million. Yeah, he still got six million. So hey, hats off to uh Schroeder for getting his six million still. Um let me read this. Sorry, goofy. <laughs> this is, goofy with that. Yeah. He'll be goofy as hell. You hear about this story with um Lewis else we're gonna shift to baseball. This is not really about sports, but um the story is like too ridiculous oh, for gosh. me to um I don't know if you heard about this story with um what Lewis Brinson of the um the Miami Marlins um the Colorado Rockies. I don't watch. Uh, I, didn't, I know nothing about baseball. It's, so it's, yeah. not, it's not nothing to do with baseball. The story, but you okay? Gonna, okay, you won't be into it because it's not even about baseball. It's just um, it's um, 
Lewis Brinson was up to bat. Um, he was when the Marlins were playing the Colorado Rockies. For those that okay. don't know, the Rockies they have a mascot. His name is Dinger. Because you know, in baseball, like Dingers is um, yeah, yeah like, it, you know, Dingers playing for home run. Yeah, you know that. Right. I'm sure. Yeah, when baseball was spying on Springfield and um. And they said, you want me to tell you why we've been spying or you want to see some dingers? Ooh, dingers. Dingers. He steals the fucking, um, the, the, Files the, 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 the records they've been spying on Yoink. while they're looking at the dingers and shit. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, they have a mascot named Dinger. So then when Brinson, who's a black guy, is up to bat, you hear a, um, a video, like, from a, is a guy, an older guy behind home plate. And like on first glance, it does sound like um very inappropriate because like if you have if you get to look at the video, I'll get um eventually like eventually we get around to looking at it. Okay, it does sound mm-hmm. like he's yelling the n word. The fan sounds like um and if you listen, it sounds like nigger. It sounds like that. It's like you're like mm-hmm. whoa. It's like yeah, this is twenty twenty one. Like yeah, wait, it's not um it's not Hank Aaron about to break break Babe Ruth's record back in the day, or it's not um Jackie Robinson making the majors back. It's like, it's like whoa, like you just hear that out of nowhere. And so um the Colorado Rockies basically like they shitted on the fan, banned him for life, and all of that. Like you know the usual was like we don't tolerate that um. It, but then farm review they lay they um analyzed the footage, listened to what he said. And he didn't say the N-word. He said Dinger because he was hollering for the mascot. You know, like when you go to Bulls game, you see Benny. Like, Benny, yeah, Benny. He's trying to get his attention. He was hollering mm-hmm. for the mascot. And if you look at the tape, the guy is not even looking at the guy at the, at the plate. He's looking at um or the, on, on another direction. Like, Dinger, Dinger. And it sounds like, nigger. It sounds like he's saying that. And if being an old white man, it just didn't look right. It just didn't look right, yeah. So I had to review it because at first I'm looking like, okay, like, it's... um. Are people, are people really that bold to go in the middle? Yeah, are you really that bold to do this? A nasty t- a game on television with camera. Right, that's kind of out there. Where did a guy at the plate? Now mm-hmm. look, he says dinger if you listen. You got mm-hmm. you got to listen and pay attention, but he says dinger. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So now they calling um <laughs> what made the story ridiculous is um Lewis Brent and the guy with the plate. They calling him um the new Jussie Smollett basically because he's saying that he still hears the N word when he watches, even though um he. He didn't say it. <laughs> His eyes keep hearing it. Yeah, I think he Stop said. Stop being a victim. Stop making yourself be a victim. Like, I want slavery back so bad. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so bad. Stop like, making he had a game trying to get a mascot's attention because he was there with his grandkids. He wanted to get a pick with Dinger with his grandkids. Yeah, with the, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's and that makes sense because he, how cool is that? Nearby. He's like, Dinger, Dinger. Because mm-hmm. like, I would want my kids to, well, we did get like a, a video with Biggie the Bull because Biggie the Bull done popcorn at the Bulls game. So Ariana did get Biggie the Bull to be over there with her dumb and popcorn. Yeah, Benny was like, he was yeah. down the ways a little bit. You try to get his attention. Like, right. Benny, come Benny, on. Benny, yeah, we would be like, yeah, Benny, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like that, yeah. And mascots love kids because that's what their job is. Like, you're supposed to be family-friendly, yeah. entertaining. Even though we're grown, we like them too, but it's really for the kids. The it's for the kids, right. So if a parent or a grandparent or whatever is trying to get your attention, most mascots will, um, you know, whatever they're doing, they will go to like make a child's day. Like, you know, you will go, but okay, I'm gonna make this kid's day. I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna take some pictures. We're gonna have some fun. 
But, but he's why why does Negroes just gotta just want everything to be racist? It's like so I thought that he said it too, but when I listen, so okay. When you analyze it, like yeah. um if you listen, um you can hear it's um it sounds like dinger and like he's not even looking at the guy at the plate, he's looking he's the other looking way. way. So, like, so he's probably looking though he probably is trying to get the mascot's attention. Like the evidence swipe suggests that um he probably didn't say the n-word, but you just gotta right. now. He wants to wear it. Wants the mascot's name change. I guess because um Washington and uh, Cleveland like the team now. Like you want the word Dinger Band, whatever because of it. Like Lewis Brinson has said, he wants the word Dinger Band. So I guess they gonna can't. They never gonna air that episode of The Simpsons if that happens. <laughs> they never gonna air that episode again. <laughs> My thing is, let's not play like it sounds too much like the N word. So I think don't play the race card. <laughs> If it if it doesn't need to be played, it's playing situations. And what and the irony of it is like the dude never even heard and like Lewis Brent never even heard the fan when he was at the plate. So if it really was like the N word, when you like look, you're like, yeah, like you exactly. black, you hear that like our ears perk up. We hear that shit. So like, but clearly you didn't even hear it at the plate. You didn't even look the way. Like, what what do you say? Because I heard someone say it when I was in college. I heard someone say it. And then when they realized that I was in earshot, then they like changed what they said. Then they like said something different. I was like, but I know what you said. I was like, I heard you say the N word. I heard it at Lollapalooza. I heard you say it. When um they played Chief Keith and um said, we scared, nigga. Woo, Ric Flair. And like, you got 100,000 white folks. And I was like, I just walked away. I said, I'm not taking on. <laughs> I know what fights, <laughs> I know what fights not to take on. What <laughs> fights are not to yeah. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want that smoke. I just walked away. I just went back to the yeah. Cause like yeah, not that woke. Well, I was like I'm trying to fight a fight and all of them. <laughs> okay, and they were singing a song, so I was like, okay, I get it. So let me just walk away. Before no, I heard no. The person I that I said, let me just walk away. The person it. was saying context. They said they were going to dress up as a basketball player because they were going to dress up like the like the N word. So they said in the racist context, it wasn't in song. They said it because they wanted it was like around Halloween. They said they were going to dress up as a basketball player and be an N word. Something they said, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> what'd you say? But um, I'm these price just dropped because, like, you're really making it worse by doing this. Because, um, because guess what? The longer that Lewis Brinson keeps this out there, is um, somebody probably really is going to yell the n word when he's at exactly the just because because people do shit like that just to be asked, just, just to trigger you, just to like just somebody, to be uh, well, like you could have said, okay, the fan didn't say, but like, especially like if you are like, um. Like we call him those one of them tiki towards fans, and you say like, and he's like, and then you say like, he clearly didn't say the n word, but if you want to hear the n word, okay, I got one. But he's like, yeah, <laughs> since you're going, since you're going accused of being racist, let's really be racist. There's people that do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. People who don't have anything to lose. There's some people, some t- like you said, the tiki towards. You want to play the racist card? Like, yeah, let's just go all the way with it. Who don't care about being banned? Who don't care about that? Yeah, come to the game, and every time he's at a play, it's going to chant that shit. It's like, yeah, so you're actually creating bullshit where it's not. It's like that's my opinion. It's like somebody's really gonna shout this at him. I think eventually, probably sooner rather. I just let it go. I mean. It was, mis- it, was, you know, it was a misinterpretation. It was a You say, well, I thought he called mm-hmm. me that, but uh, he probably didn't, so fuck it. It's like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a, keep it moving. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he wants to be Jussie Smollett so bad. Oh, Jussie is still claiming that um, MAGA attacked him. <laughs> gay Tupac. <laughs> he said he was a gay Tupac. What? Want, I was done with Jussie when he said want to be Jussie Smollett so bad. Man. He said he was a gay Tupac. I was officially done. 
I was officially done with that. I was like, Tupac, you are not. And the real reason I think you're about to say that is to bring attention. Because like I said, like you didn't know who the fuck he was before this. So yeah. I, was like, I have no idea who that is. So now he's trying to make his name also. Now he's trying to he's trying to get a he wants him a Nike commercial like Colin Kaepernick now. That's all that is pretty much. Colin Kaepernick actually was a uh, profile get, though. He's he trying to get him a, he's trying to use this to like put help his pockets. So I, I know why he get hate. I know why he's doing this shit. He's trying to help his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> he said, hey, I'm going to be the next Nick, no. I could be the next Kaepernick nigga baseball. I'm going to keep pushing this. No. <laughs> no, Kaepernick actually did, like, stand for social justice. You didn't. <laughs> he actually did give up his career for social justice. He actually did. And you're a you didn't. Yeah, so. Right, you didn't. <laughs> so it's not the same. You are not Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Just stop. Let's get on sports <laughs> for a little while to... um. I don't know if you checked out the documentary is on Netflix. If you haven't, now you and Marcus like y'all are definitely get a kick out of this. They got a brand new documentary. It's called um the Malice the Palace. Yes. Not people talking about that. Okay. I, I watched, I watched so it last is night. Okay. Watched it. Excuse me. Watched it last night, man. Like dope. You know, um, two hours. It's uh one hour. It's real easy. Wow. Okay. I'm probably gotta watch it without the kids. A lot yeah, of, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Jackson, come on. It's a lot of F-bombs in this damn document. And then it's a lot of, and then it's the malice, so, you know, it's fighting. So, duh. I don't want the kids um, seeing that. And they show, like, because, like, yeah, cause I never, it was, like, November 1904, I think, is when this happened. Let me get the exact date. Mm. I want to say, yeah, I was watching the game when it happened, because I was living in Indiana at that time. You the were. Mm-hmm. Trash and shit, so I had adopted the Pacers as my home team. Cause like, remember this? Mm-hmm. This during the rebuild, the Bulls sucked. Like, right? Before it's like mm-hmm. before they turned. They they had started turning around, but they still were pretty bad. No four. So yeah, they, they didn't really turn it around. It's like oh six ish is when they really started. Okay, now mm-hmm. that's when you started to say okay. They being Gordon during that time, yeah. Mm-hmm. They just drafted Gordon. Yeah. Gordon and um Ding just got drafted yeah. in 04 draft. So they were rookies. So they weren't. Yeah. Really- so they were rookie. I said, I said, but by 06, I said by 06, they were like developed. You know, they had started developing. You could see their potential, them by 06. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I was right. November 19, 2004. Yeah. Mm. Right, well, um, the Auburn Hills is like a suburb of Detroit. So, technically, it wasn't Detroit. But, yeah, the Palace of Auburn Hills is where it happened. Pacers. Yeah. Um. Pacers were like beating the shit. I'm gonna explain that for those that don't know the story. Like, you know, I follow basketball like that. It was um, let's just rewind a little bit and go back the previous year, Eastern Conference Finals, the 04 Eastern Conference Finals, Pacers Pistons. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like a bloodbath. It was like the old Bulls Pistons rivalries from back in the day. Like, yeah. Yeah. Very physical this series. And um, Detroit ends up taking it. They end up going mm-hmm. to the finals and what happened that year. And when being they, the Lakers. They beat the Lakers. They so upset the Lakers. The Pacers look back, they like, that's that's our title. Like, we, we should have won that. They got a right. tip on their shoulder now. they like, we mm-hmm. got, our, that's our title. <laughs> so we could have beat We fumbled them. it. We fumbled it. Yeah, we could have beat the Lakers. Especially Reggie personal, too, because Reggie had lost to the Lakers before in 2000, remember, for um, Shaq mm-hmm. first ring. So Reggie was like, right. okay, could have got my win back and got my first ring. So it was personal, like going to the following season, the 04, 05 season. So now, like when um fast forward, they signed, they got Steven Jackson during the offseason. So they mm-hmm. actually proved like the roster they had. And that Pacers roster was deep. I gotta say, yeah. They had Reggie, they had Artest, they had um Steven Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal. Those um, 
It was yeah. Crazy. So think about that compared to what the Bulls were doing at the time. Now you see why I was a Pacers fan during that time. <laughs> you got that roster versus the fucking trash ass Bulls roster with Eddie Curry and like that. Come on, <laughs> who, who you gonna watch? <laughs> And um, that Pacers team was beating the shit out of the, the defending Detroit champs in this game. Yeah, 97-82 was what ended up being a final score. But right. the Pacers led this whole game. They led by like 20 at one point. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, um, the starters were still in the end of the game during the fourth quarter. Like, um, so the malice never had to happen if they had just pulled their starters. Like, like both right. teams had start, both teams had starters in at the end of this. Right, game. it's like this game is I guess over. Because it was that personal. Like, neither one of them wanted to like take their foot off the gas. That's the only thing I could see. But really, like, like it's like because the malice happened with like forty five seconds left in the right. Game. Game was definitely even still in the game. The Pistons were not coming back. They were down 82 to 97. They were not coming back. They were not coming back. Like a 15 point lead. That's like, 15 points in 45 seconds. And Tracy McGrady. Really Tracy McGrady was not in the game. And Reggie didn't even play in that game. He was injured. So, yeah, so, yeah. Even Reggie <laughs> couldn't manage to come Reggie back. Didn't Reggie didn't, but Reggie didn't, didn't even play. Like he was, he was right. And um, so it happens. Um, Ben Wallace is going for a layup. Yeah, in the like 45 second mark. And um Ron Artest fouls him hard. And here's what they told in the documentary. Like, they were giving, like, uh, more, more context to everything. They were saying mm-hmm. that um, Ron had owed him from the previous year, basically, because I'll uh, tell you that Eastern Conference final, like, very... It was a bloodbath, yeah. So he said, okay, I'm going to get my foul back now. <laughs> I guess Ben had followed him, followed the previous year. So Ron just said that's why he fouled him hard right there. He's okay. Mm-hmm. Getting, okay, we got this game in the bag. I'm about to go fuck him up right now. And both of them, and both of them, as I call them, they're both dark alley guys. Both Ben Wallace and Ryan Tess are definitely dark alley guys. Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Oh, man. Both former bulls, too. So there you go. <laughs> both dark alley dudes. They are both dudes that you do not want to fuck with. Neither oh, one of them you want to fuck with. For the bulls. I actually had a Wallace jersey <laughs> back in the day when I had fro with a hair. Yeah. So I had a Wallace. I pray I got to find this in that closet. <laughs> sure I still have that Ben Wallace jersey somewhere. I should have wore it in honor of the Malice. <laughs> my, son, my Bulls Wallace jersey, not the Detroit one. I'd never wear a Pistons jersey. So then he fouls him hard. He fouls him then, hard. And Ben Wallace, um, I think his brother had just died, I think they said. His so he sis, was brother, sis, yeah, he one. had lost a family member, yeah. So, I remember hearing that he lost a family member, yeah. The foul combined with him being already in, like, in a pissed off mood because of his, um, I mm-hmm. want to say his brother. He um shoves Ron like you no know, Ben's big dude like six eleven like two fifty he he shoves him like and damn shoves him halfway across the court <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like and by then it's like you no know, both benches empty to like calm the oh whoa 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 it's like whoa yeah cooler heads cooler heads prevail so Ron Artest who talked about you said he was already in therapy even back then that's why we look at it differently now because like mm-hmm. mental health wasn't really big it's like almost it wasn't years. yeah. So Ron was like, um, yeah, I was already in therapy then. Like, well, um, the first thing I was to my therapist told me is like to um, to get out of situations, like just stay calm. So he lays mm-hmm. down on the table and mm-hmm. he was like, like he was in a therapy session. Mm-hmm. It's like, but, in, but like it, I take it out of context to those fans, ignorant ass Piston fans. You look good. Looks, like, looks like he's mocking. Like, You're man. mocking him. Yeah. But, uh, and then and then the other thing that I want to chime in on is that when people said that when he was like he was scared to fight Wallace. No, he wasn't scared to fight Wallace. It's like that man was going to therapy. So who knows what could have happened? Like, he could have killed him Wallace. Like, yeah, like when you, feel, him, you so. feel yourself about to be in a situation. Just, right. So you just have chill. to de-escalate. Step back and chill out. It's like and that's what he did. And they said, that's why he laid out. Like, yeah. He said, right. like, 
laying down like he's in a therapy session. He like, has headphones on. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he puts the headphones. He wanted to try to get his off uh, grounded, his zen going on. He was like, okay, yeah. He might, yeah, he, he might have been, been meditating. I don't know. Yeah, he put the yeah. headphones. He might have been like going and meditating. Most a lot of people do that. Yeah, you try to meditate mm-hmm. like, to calm yourself down. It's like, yeah. And um, and um, and Ben Wallace, like um, he, like I said, Ben being in his state of mind. He um he escalated the situation even further because his teammates trying to hold him back. You know, Wallace, he wears like all kinds, he wore kind of headbands and armbands, like all this crap he mm-hmm. wore. So he starts like throwing his shit at our test, like pulling off the headbands mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And so um, you know, the fans just follow what you're there. Like they follow, yeah. Fans are followers, yeah. They are. You see Ben Wallace throwing shit. What are you gonna do? So like they they broke all this down in the documentary. They showed all of it. They say like when Wallace starts throwing the armbands and the headbands, it's like and then Reggie Miller was right there with our test. He was like mm-hmm. trying to keep calm him down. Like he was like, okay, you good? Like yeah. And then call they him. were Wallace trying to get Wallace out, but like they said once again, Wallace is 6'11", 250 pounds. He's a big fucking guy. Because they were like, and, we, and Wallace has been ejected. They were trying to get him off the Wallace court, had but, already been ejected and um. But, but you you can't. He's like enraged, like I said. Now, so like, like you're not even six even eleven. His teammates couldn't get him off of that court. Uh, like, you're not even six eleven. But let's say that if you're enraged and I'm trying to hold you back, I cannot hold you back if you're already enraged. You mm-hmm. would just push past me if I'm my yeah, eyes. No, direction. And then, like Reggie was right there, and he said, "I could see it out the corner of my eye. It was like a slow motion." I saw that cup coming in slow motion. Boom, right on Ron's chest is like as he's laying there. Of course, Ron jumps up and like said, these guys are like in shape. So like he sprints like he looks like Usain Bolt the way he sprinted in fucking crowd. Ron Artest is what six eight, like two thirty. He's a big guy, yeah. Like two thirty. Big fucking guy. He hits him. He leaves like a like like a cheat. In one step. He like, in one motion. He gets into that crowd. And in the one eye, he, the guy he grabbed wasn't even a guy that threw the cup. It was another guy. Like, yeah, he grabbed the wrong guy. <laughs> and like he gets on him. He said, our test is in the stands. Like the fans that, are like going crazy. That's my favorite. That's my that's all I remember from the mouth And our test is in the stands. That's all I remember. I just that of was course, the, that like, was yeah, the, the fans in that section swarm our test. Steven Jackson being a street dude is like, uh-uh, like, <laughs> you ain't doing my home. So he runs out there. Oh, my watch. As, as the fans are, like, mobbing him, like, a second fan threw a beer in our test face, too. And Steven Jackson is out of nowhere, just, like, jacked the shit out of He's like, I saw one, another one of them threw a beer in his face while he ran, and I just punched the shit out of that guy. Like, and he just knocks him out, yeah. So now it's like totally out of control. Like fans are just, they, they completely lost their shit now. So eventually um they do get our test back onto the court and it seems like it's over, but uh-uh. Now some little fat fuck. Yeah. Another fan is down there and shit. Why are you even on the, why are you on the court? Yeah. And they, showed, the like, court? they showed all these fans. They, they in the documentary. They show them like now talking and they show the fat guy talking. He's like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. He, he still wouldn't admit his part is like how um. He said, like, well, they, they like security, like, was trying to get us out of the area, so they pushed us down that way. Like, no, nah, I think you probably, nah, motherfucker. That's just hostile. Uh, we've been we've been to Bulls games before, and yeah. the fight break out. My ass is not going nowhere near the play. I'm getting the fuck out of there. I'm not going nowhere near these players. So the I don't want to get hit. So the guys on the court, and if you're really trying to get away, why are you walking in our test direction? Right. He wasn't walking away. He's walking towards our test right. on the court. <laughs> 
Artest Yee, and then he just decks this guy. He decks him. Now a whole nother melee breaks out. Like this is like the one I'm not the one in the stands. It's a whole nother bro. So basically, three brawls that broke out. That's why he called the malice. The first one was on between Wallace and Artest on the court. Second one was our test in the stands with Steven. Test in the stands. The third one is like, yeah, when the fat fuck comes down and like he's like getting in his face, like, and he and you watch the video, he is walking towards our test, like when um when our test hits him. <laughs> so it's like our test had every right to defend himself. Like if you're on the court, like you're in, you're in my territory, and the stands like give you that, that's your area. But down here, you shouldn't even be down mm-hmm. here. So. I have every right to hit you. And my thing is, I feel, I feel I'm threatened. I have every right to hit you. If you my thing is, you better leave these players alone. It's like, would you walk up to a six eight guy on the street and talk shit to his face? Yeah. Would you do that yeah. in real oh. life? No, you wouldn't. Then, as this brawl is going on, like which you probably remember, this is like which at the, the time was hilarious. <laughs> I'm about to say, like, because <laughs> like, now he sees Ron getting attacked by like a couple of other fans, the fat guy and like his homies, but <laughs> at his at his crew there and shit. Now I said, <laughs> runs like once again, like huh, like a cheetah and shit. Like these guys, these guys are in shape. They run for like basketball. You run up and down a court. These guys are in shape. He runs and like yeah, and he's like and he slips is like so that's what made it like it's safe like a baseball slide. Yeah, it looks like he did a baseball slide. He you really did a home like, run. Punch, yeah, but but he slips, you know, like is like beer and shit. Wet, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so he's and Reggie Miller said it was like it's probably the greatest mister Jermaine who never hit his career. If he had hit that guy full steam, he probably would have killed him. Yeah, Jermaine yeah. feels like seven feet two fifty. It's like he probably yeah. would have killed the guy if he had hit him at full speed. But the slip slowed the punch down a little bit though. So the guy. Didn't didn't get the full like punt. Uh, they show him like his lip is all swollen up now, so he got enough of that punch. And shit. <laughs> it would have been finish him. Yeah, the guy would have been dead. Jermaine got him at full speed running. He's <laughs> like, they saw the guy now talking shit. It's like, yeah, he, he sucker punched me. I think it was a bitch move and shit. But <laughs> say say that to his face right now. Okay? I'm trying <laughs> to see some. Uh, here's yeah, here's me being the paid documentary, the paid doc maker. Well, we have Jermaine O'Neal here right now. <laughs> <laughs> what you said is, is a what move? I didn't hear that glass comment. You no, know, I'm a different kind of petty. Well, we have him right now. Come on you out. Um, pour the Ricky Lake on you. <laughs> well, guess who we have in the other room? You <laughs> group in the 90s, right? <laughs> Get my Ricky Lake on. <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> guess who we have at the door? Former Pacer Jermaine O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious! <laughs> how fast he? How fast would he shit his pants if that happened? <laughs> now, the, um, the next problem with the malice is um, after all of this bullshit that happened, it's like, how do we get these motherfuckers out of here and shit now? Yeah, you see, um, Reggie Miller and um, Chuck Person, who's a former praiser and um, who was an assistant coach at that time, they trying mm-hmm. to get him out of. They like covering is like covering up, trying to cover Ron's face. They walk him off the court. And of course, mm-hmm. like, you know, the fans around the tunnel, like now every fan is coming that area. Like even the ones from the cheap seats have come down. They just shower and we're like throwing crap at him, dumping, uh, dumping as they getting them out of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. I forgot before they left that yet because the police were involved too. They showed the cops that were at them. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. two cops in the whole building. <laughs> the two cops trying to control like 30,000 people. <laughs> it's, like, it's like two cops in the whole building. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like when um the stuff starts going down, they show one of the cops he has his pepper spray thing out in his hand. And he's about to run up to Ron and pepper spray him. But Reggie Miller jumps in front and is like, no, 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 no. Like, you're not doing And the cop, <laughs> here's the funny part. Cop didn't even know who Reggie Miller was. They saw Steven Jackson. So I was like, how the fuck you not know who Reggie Miller is? It's like, <laughs> 
because the cop because Reggie he was in his he is in a suit he wasn't but in uniform. Reggie Miller no he's one on. of the most famous players in the world one of the most famous doing. players in the world well, so he's Reggie... about to spray he's about to um some he has his pepper spray about to pepper spray Ron Reggie jumps is like no nah, no nah, you're not doing and then he tries to like get Reggie after court he's like motherfucker I'm with the team I'm Reggie mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, I am the Pacers motherfucker I am the Pacer I am Mr Pacer <laughs> like, we made about, about my you think about the Indiana Pacers. Who do you, who's the first name? Let's do uh let's do correlation. Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan. Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James. LeBron James. It's like <laughs> Indiana Miami Pacers. Heat, Dwayne Wade. Indiana Pacers, Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller. Let's do word association. So comment. Are, <laughs> are you with the team? I am the team. I am the fucking team, dude. Hey, not know who Reggie Miller was. The cop didn't even Especially we saw Reggie Miller. The, uh, the Spike Lee feud, like, even if you don't watch, like, everybody, that was a few around the world, him and Spike Lee. You didn't see that on TV? They stole one of Steven Jackson, man. So, I know who Reggie Miller is. Like, How do you not know Reggie Miller? Just dumb. Because he's, like, he's not in uniform. Like, <laughs> I would know Reggie Miller in a mask from 50 feet away if we were out. Like, Reggie, that's what Reggie, 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 Reggie was on the mask thing, or you would know who we were. <laughs> <laughs> it's Reggie! <laughs> well, yeah it's um yeah so then after that it's because like um i feel like how the pacers they were like they were a real team during all of that yeah mm-hmm. like um they weren't like when jackson ran into the he ran into the, the stands to help our test and then reggie jumps in front of the cops like nah you ain't about to spread my dude yeah reggie, as much as, that thing, and that's funny because <laughs> reggie as much shit as he taught and he's like an instigator he was a cool head he yeah. was the level-headed one in all of this. He was trying to defuse the situation. He was trying to keep things calm, like, no, we're going to be peaceful. He mm-hmm. was trying to keep stuff together. But Reggie, I said, you know them days when he played us. Yeah. He was a little, he was an instigator. He was I an never, instigator. I never forget the 98 Easter Conference Finals. Shove. Seven games. The shove. The was shove. Game four, I think, yeah, the shove, yeah. The shove <laughs> is what yeah. I'm still mad about. Yeah. Yes, I'm still mad all these years later. That was a foul. He should have got a foul. And Probably led to the game winner. <laughs> I never forget that series. Jump in a circle. Yeah. But um, so then after all of that, when they finally do get our test, it's like now how do we get him out of here? Cause um because these fans are like out of control. And like obviously the, the cops aren't gonna help. They come in to pepper spray us, they're not gonna help us get out of here. <laughs> like the cops are against us, like how the fuck we get out of here. So like Reggie and Chuck person, they covering Ron's head up trying to get him out, fans showering him with crap, is all that. Then they come, they get in the tunnel with Steven Jackson's right behind him coming in. And Steven Jackson, he's like, he's like reveling it. It's like a wrestling heel. Like we just watched Attitude Era. He's like a bad guy. He's like, yeah, <laughs> like crazy taunting the Pistons fans. Like, yeah, shower me with the shit when he's walking out. Yeah. He's, he's, they, a street, <laughs> he's a street guy. So, hey. And then when they, they show footage from in the tunnel in this documentary, exclusive, never before seen footage, they show him like Ooh, in the tunnel. I to watch this. I want to watch this tonight. Yeah. Jackson is like, we ride together, goddammit. Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when he's, he rips his jersey. Like, we ride together, goddammit. Yeah. Okay. Still, I like Steven Jackson even more now because he's a real one. He's a yeah. real one. I like him even more. Loyal. I like people that are loyal to theirs. Mm-hmm. He's loyal to his. <laughs> so then they mm-hmm. show them that like, Jermaine O'Neal when he comes out. And O'Neal, they showering him with all kinds of crap. Jermaine tried to go back out. They showed that from the tunnel. <laughs> when they get him back, he like turns around, trying to go back. His teammate, but they holding him back. But Jermaine was ready to go. Like he probably so, saw that threw something in his face. He's like, fuck that. He, he tried so to he's go another, back out. He's that. another dark alley guy, too. <laughs> he's another dark alley. 
man tried to go back out and they had to pull him away. But my thing is, I and I and I reiterate this. You said he was what, like seven feet, two hundred fifty pounds. If he's a center, yes, he's like seven feet two. So if he's seven feet two hundred fifty pounds, would you would you throw crap in his seven foot guy's face on the street? Would you do that? No, you would not, because you feel protected because you're in an arena. You feel protected. What sucked is originally when this story happened was the narrative. Like, I didn't like the narrative. Yeah. It was all about the players were at fault. There's like a few um, reporters that put it on the fans. Like, shout out Stephen A. Smith did say that um, the fans were at fault. It's like, we should always put it on the fans. Like, be like mm-hmm. if, you, if um, that guy doesn't throw that, that cup, it's like none of this ever happens. It was just um, mm-hmm. the, the melee, on, like stuff on the court happens all the time. Like right. I was saying, it was like, yeah, like that that happens all the time. Again. Like eventually, they would have been able to get. They would have got Wallace the out. Of there they would have got him off the court. And ran the clock down, like, and then they, they would have been and over. Chess would have just kept on doing what yeah. he was doing. They probably, probably would have got him out of there too. Like our test might have been ejected too. I don't know. They would have got our mm-hmm. test and Wallace out of there. Ran, ran the ran the clock out, and that would have been it. It would have ended there. Like the cup is what turned it into the malice. It was just a regular like basketball fight that happens all the time. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like um when like I said when Kirk Heinrich and Rondo back in the day like the fan threw something it would have turned into something else. See, yeah, we, don't, well, we don't do that in Chicago though. That's some ignorant ass Detroit fans. We don't do that. And then they claim that we're so rough in Chicago. Well, our fans don't do shit like that. We just talk. I mean, we'll talk shit. We'll talk shit. That's what you do. Like we from Chicago. We do the dozens. We from Chicago. We do that. We we roast you. And then, goofy ass. You know, we call you goofy ass and roast you. That's what we do in Chicago. And then the suspensions that came down, man. <laughs> Whew. Our oh, test, yeah. The rest of the season, our test was out the rest of the season. So you got 73 <laughs> games plus plus playoffs. His suspension, yeah. So it was on 73 plus 13, so 86 games total. The longest suspension in NBA history at this point, yeah. And then uh, Steven Jackson got 30 games for his for running in the stands. For his involvement, yeah. Mane O'Neal, 25 game suspension originally, which he got his reduced because he fought it. He's like, um, so he got it reduced to 15, but still 15 games a lot. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot. But um he got he got 10 of those games back though, at least. So he got mm-hmm. it. And Ben Wallace got suspended six games. Even though technically he's kind of the one who started, he got the yeah, league. he was the um <laughs> the catalyst. He was a catalyst of this, he was. He got six, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um the like they um they finally did like start coming after these fans. Like um they prosecuted a bunch of the fans. It's like well, I don't think only I think none of them I think only one did jail time though. There's only one mm-hmm. of the fans that jail jail. So I'm trying to get the fans' names. I wanna, you know, I like putting names out there, so we're gonna get all these motherfuckers' names and shit. Um legal charges. Let me find it in this article. Oh, yeah. John Green is the asshole that threw the cup, by the way. So we're going to put his name up there for John Green, John Ackerman, Bryant Jackson, William Paulson, David Wallace. That's Ben Wallace's brother was one of the fans. OK, I didn't know he was. there. <laughs> <laughs> so he was so he got um he got some time to like I think a lot of these, a lot of them got probation and fines. Like I think yeah. only one guy did jail time I'm trying to find um. Yeah, the one who threw the cup, John. Yeah, Green. He got thirty days in jail and two years probation. So yeah, so he's the only one that did jail time. And he got banned for life, right? And banned for life from all Pistons games, like for the rest of his life. So he can never attend a Pistons game again. So yeah, lifetime ban. He did um 
a little jail time and got probation. And um, and from what I'm reading, I can't read. I don't think any um of the players outside of the money they lost in wages from the suspensions. I don't think it was any civil suits or nothing. You know, fans trying to come up and all this. Yeah, they're trying to come up. I couldn't find anything, so I think um I don't think any of it because like once they reviewed the footage and saw the defense, like you were the you were the aggressor. Like so, like the lawyers probably told him it's like you're not gonna get any money. You're not gonna get shit. Because I couldn't find any civil suits that were filed. Because here's the thing. If you're the aggressor, no matter how much money someone has, if I go up to Mike Tyson and I start taunting Mike Tyson and he punches me, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get nothing. I'm taunting yeah, Mike yeah. Tyson. I saw me for talking shit. I'm me. taunting Mike Tyson. Why would I do that? Why? Well, check it out. Yeah. Dope-ass documentary on Netflix, The Malice. And that created animosity with um the, a lot of the Pacers players had because... um. After this, Ron, um, after his suspension was over and all of that, he asked to be traded. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, um, I, I don't think I can ever come back from this. But, yeah, like, right. I'd say it's the patience are pretty much over because, yeah, like, mm-hmm. I don't, you can't live that down. That's what Ron was saying. Mm-hmm. And a lot of his team, like, Jack, Stephen Jackson, and Joe Mills, like, we, we put everything on the line for you and you're just going to leave us to, like, create an animosity. And Jermaine yeah. O'Neal talking about especially when Ron won that ring with the Lakers later. With the Lakers, yeah. Like, and you get rewarded for the championship. It was like, a, you, like, and Jermaine never got one. So he said he had beef yeah. with Ron for years over that. Because mm-hmm. um, Jermaine O'Neal said probably suffered the most because, like, he, he was in his prime. <laughs> like, like, Reggie yeah. suffered. Reggie, lost, that was probably Reggie's only shot, last chance of getting the ring. Reggie right. by then. He was like, Reggie retired at the end of that season, but. That's right. His prime. It basically fucked his prime. Up Reggie was like damn near forty by then. Yeah. Reggie retired mm-hmm. at the end of that season. So, um, mm-hmm. and that's what they talked about that too. Like we missed the Reggie's only shot to get a ring. They they felt bad about that. But at least Reggie, had, he was old near the end of his career. Jermaine was like in his prime when that happened. That kind of like right. career. On um, just for just for the regular, the palace is gone now. So like the the, the ghost of the malice is gone forever. They um they imploded it last summer. Like some of 2020 because um, the Pistons mm-hmm. moved back into downtown Detroit now, so they got okay. arena. So, so like um, Jermaine O'Neal was like, yeah, like he was he was happy when that motherfucker got employed. He's like, yeah, because he Burn, found part of, yeah, part of my spirit is still in that building. He's like, so like, yeah, put it up, yeah, like that. I feel that weight lifted off of me finally when they, yeah, yeah. So, don't doc. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out. I might check it. I might watch it tonight. Yeah. Might have an might have an activity to watch tonight after the kids went to bed. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> Basketball fan, I appreciate that as well. Really good docket. But nice. I got. We ran long as fuck talking. About it's all good. We talk basketball. We run long on basketball. <clears throat> Definitely appreciate you supporting out another damn podcast episode two twenty. You want to support us further? Here's how. Give that Facebook fan page a like. Hit that like button. I'll subscribe, share, rate, review on all your platforms. Talking about Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeart, TLC Talk Radio. What up, Tasha? Hey. Also, your Amazon Alexa devices and a little YouTube, a little something like that. That's fine. We at Ozman the Wizard on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Oz Radio on Snapchat and Facebook as well. You know how I do it. 
And you can check me out, M-S-I-M-A-H-66 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Also, S-E-R-8-G-U-L-L-E-Y-1 on Twitter, S-E-R-8-G-U-L-L-E-Y-7 on Instagram. Also, please like the Straight Gully Facebook fan page. Check out straightgully.com for your blogs and your blogs. And for your video production needs, check out straightgullyproductions.com. Well, I'm Ozman, the wizard. And Naima. We will talk to you later. Bye. I'm gone. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.